Hi guys and welcome back to this episode of the CEO Journey. Today we're joined by a really special guest called Ted. Um, I've, been, I've known Ted for a few years now, so Ted runs a page on Instagram called If Only They Knew. Um, we've messaged a few times, um, so it's, it's been great to kind of know Ted in that way and also his page has been really helpful in my entrepreneurial journey and just kind of sparking that interest. Um, Ted's also had a really kind of successful business. I think he set it up six months ago or something, but we'll talk to him more about that obviously later on in the podcast. Um, so without further ado, Ted, welcome to the CEO journey. Um, I hope you're doing well. Um, and just just to start off, could you just share a little bit just about your kind of upbringing and then also about kind of where your entrepreneurial kind of interest just started? Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me on. Um, like you said, we've had some connection in, in for quite a while now, so it's good to obviously meet you both and yeah, looking forward to this. Um, so yeah, in a nutshell, I'm Ted Lawler. I'm 24. Um, I'm known as the UK's advocate for young business minds um, because, as you rightfully mentioned, I've got If Only They Knew, which is the hub for young business minds. Um, and, yeah, basically I've been creating content for young entrepreneurs for literally this month. It would be five years, so half wow. a decade I've been creating content. Wow. Um, and, then, yeah, like you said, I've got the Manifestation Journal as well, which uh, started last year. I actually had to double check just before I jumped on this call, but it's last year I brought this out. Um, so, yeah, it's been a while. Um, and, yeah, that, that's me in a nutshell. And it all started really from a depression. I got really depressed, um, which I'm sure we'll dive into. I, I got really, really ill from that depression. And I thought, right, I hit rock bottom. What what worse could happen? What more could happen to me that brings me even lower? Because I can't physically get any lower. So I'll just start. I'll start what I always wanted to do. And that was become an entrepreneur. Um, and yeah, I started if only they knew in 2017. And then, yeah, the rest is history, I guess. No, lovely. Um, am I right in saying that you also grew up quite poor? um yeah and at times you know was hungry um didn't know whether you'd have a meal on the table yeah would you say that gave you a chip on the shoulder and really motivated you to um achieve success yeah it definitely did it's one of the the first things that gave me like i guess yeah i guess you call it a chip on the shoulder one of the first things that i thought oh some you know you get that frustration you're like yeah. something's not right here it doesn't yeah. it doesn't feel like this is how it should be and most importantly i was thinking if this is how it is i can't imagine this lasting my whole life so something's got to change whether it's good or bad whether i like make a change and, and get rich or I, I carry on down this path i end up killing myself or going to prison because all my friends at the time were Going, well not all my friends but a lot of my friends were going to prison a lot of the people above me were going to prison because of the area I grew up in that was just like normal so I was like yeah I was panicking about that and that's essentially where all of this come from and yeah you're right I, I, I had a chip on my shoulder but I've got this theory I've sort of been thinking about recently I feel like it's okay to have that chip on your shoulder for a certain amount of time get you to sort of the starting blocks if you want to put it that way like imagine it like a balloon for example mm -hmm. i i had that chip on my shoulder i was poor i was angry i was frustrated so i started pumping this balloon and this balloon's called ego i kept pumping this balloon i was like right that's it i'm gonna do this and i'm gonna do that i'm gonna get back on them i'm gonna like you know you start feeling filling it with whatever you need to mm -hmm. fill it with just to get you started and that balloon started spreading and spreading and spreading i was like right this is it i'm angry and i was fueled by mm -hmm. anger and just pain and I was like, got to a certain point, um, and this was just after sort of my depression in 2017, things started to click into place. And I was like, hold on a minute. If I keep using this chip on my shoulder to fuel this balloon mm. and keep pushing this balloon and blowing it up, blowing it up, sooner or later it's going to pop. So I need to like 
almost stop myself before I get ahead of myself and end up popping this balloon and doing yes. something stupid to myself or causing arguments with friends and family, which was probably on the cards because I, I, I was a little bit arrogant in that sense. And I let my ego get ahead of me. And that's when things started to change, when I sort of took a step back. So I used all that momentum to get to a certain point. And I was like, okay, let me step back because my confidence is now going to look like arrogance if I carry on talking the way that I was talking and thinking before. Mm. So it got to a certain point and I was like, all right, let me um, deflate this balloon a little bit. Yeah. Let me pop the ego down and sort of, yeah, just sort of be a little bit more equal, I guess, on the playing field and, and settle down a little bit. And that's when everything started to really shift and, and change for me. It's been like a year since everything's truly happened. So you, I've spent like, what did I say, four years sort of mm. like anger and like pain. And then it's only when I started deflating that balloon, it's been a year and so much more has happened in that year than in the past four years before it. Mm. And did, did you say that it had like a, would you say that it had a, a good sort of family environment um, around you? Were they supportive and, um, you know, just what was home like? Mm. Yeah, it was, it was good. I, I live, I live just with my mum, my mum and we always had a dog of some sort. We were so unlucky with dogs. The dog's always like getting ill and like <laughs> just a nightmare. So we went through so many different dogs, but yeah, essentially it was just me, my mum and a dog of some form, whether it's a Jack Russell, a Sharpe, a Dalmatian, we went through so many dogs. Um, but yeah, in a nutshell, it was just us, us three, I guess, a really small, close-knit little family. Yeah, that's interesting. Would you say that having you know, growing up in that environment, um, if you were to look back now, um, would you change it? Because I guess um, it sort of fueled you in a way and driven you to achieve what you've, you're achieving today. Um, so, like, I guess, would you change anything about your upbringing? To be honest, I wouldn't. It's something I thought about a lot. And, I, I again, going back to that theme of, like, the chip on my shoulder, that's why I called my page If Only They Knew. Um, because I was like, if only they knew what I could do, if they only knew what I truly was capable of, like that's how that name started from that anger and that pain. Um, but in hindsight, no, I actually wouldn't change a thing. I've, I'm a big believer in like what will be will be. So I feel like everything that happened to me, like even if the most terrible things has happened, I feel like it's all led me here today. And where I am today, I feel happy with. I've got a plan for where I'm going as well. So I feel like it's all worked out how it should have worked out. Mm -hmm. um, and you went to you went to university didn't you so you went to yeah. is it Anglo ruskin university yeah that's it yeah yeah where's and, whereabouts is that so they've got two campuses they've got a really lovely like state-of-the-art one in chelmsford i think it is and then they've got one in farrandon which is like it was horrible it was like you know the office in the matrix like it was yeah. like, like like really dark gray and like cubicles it was just it it was mad <laughs> There was no party life. There was no staying on campus. I'd only go in two days a week, um, yeah, traveling wow. by, I'd drive in an hour, then I'd get the bus for an hour and, and go there. So I'd turn up miserable and yeah, it just, it wasn't nice, but yes, I did go to Anglo Ruskin. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, is it depressing? We studying business point? there as well. Sorry, Tom. Yeah, yeah, no, I study in business and marketing. And yeah, it was around that time, I think I worked out the, the timelines and it was just as I was going into uni is when my depression started to kick in like, because yeah. I was panicking going into uni. Mm. Then like, I sort of got a year into uni. I was like, if this is what I'm being sort of given to prepare me for the outside world, the real world, then I'm in big trouble. And it sort of fueled my depression even more because I was, I was just panicking. But that luckily, again, everything happens for a reason that's where and that's why i started if only they knew in order to sort of help bridge that gap 
between where I wanted to be and where I actually was. What what year did you start that um, business? Was that in whilst you were at university? I'm guessing. So. Yeah, yeah. So I started if only they knew in 2017, and wow. I went. To, I started uni in September 2016, so it was a good year um, afterwards. So it was in my going into my second year when I started if only they knew. And did you because you studied business and marketing at um, university? So I'm guessing, um, you know, some people would assume that. Uh, there would be a lot of transferable elements from that degree into the business. Mm. Um, studying that degree, did that help you and give you the skills necessary to be able to um, plunge into entrepreneurship? Or, you know, would you say that, I guess, all the theory that you learn at university is just crap and um, it was... It is, it is, it is. From my point of view, it is, it yeah. is. I, I <laughs> think that as well, to be honest, I'm with you on that. I, it was... It, some of it was good but to be honest i'm trying to think like i'm trying to sort of be balanced and be like okay what did i learn i'm like i don't know what i learned i can't i couldn't tell you one thing the main the main thing for me was it was so outdated we was like learning from textbooks from like four or five years ago and which would probably be fine if it was like law or i don't know something else but when you're doing business marketing yeah. and things change yeah. every year let alone every four or five years it was so outdated i was like learning things like as if they in the books they were talking about stuff as if there was an internet like it was just so bizarre like it just felt very outdated so yeah just uh, to i didn't learn too much but what i did learn was if you if you want to get something you need to go and get it yourself because yeah. i was i was panicking mate and i was thinking if i don't do something myself then i'm in trouble so yeah that i, I learned Mm. valuable life skills rather than business skills though yeah um why media like it's just something i've always wondered yeah so it was, it was marketing um so I, was, I did business and marketing like that was the the term so it was a bit of business like law finance mixed in with marketing um and there is actually a reason for why i like marketing it took me a while to figure it out um, and the reason that i think i like marketing is just because i like I don't know why I like this, but I like the idea of sort of thinking of an idea that doesn't exist, finding a way to actually create that in the real world, packaging it up and then seeing people's reactions to it. And mm. I don't know why that seems to be like a theme across everything I sort of do in a way, like the, the journal, it, it started off as a thought. I created it, packaged it up nicely and put it out into the world. And it's like everything I've, I've done is sort of that, that process. But, I don't know why I like that, but there's something about it I like. What was it? What was it like? Um, you know, starting a business at university, um, and I guess you know what were the um, early years like running? If only they knew. Yeah, so so like I was saying, it it was a weird one because I think it's a case of you never know what you have until it's gone. So I started if only they knew in the first or coming into the second year of uni just started sharing business news from around the world. I'd go into uni early with a, the City AM, it was called, the newspaper. I'd flick through it and I'd find all the interesting stories and share that, share that onto my Instagram and then got quite a few followers and it just grew. And I was like, wow, it's growing really quickly. But I almost expected that in a weird way. So mm. I didn't realise how good it actually was at the time until now. And I've had like yeah. a few, I've had a few months gap. And then you're like, crap i really i had the ball and I, i'll be honest i dropped the ball i had so much momentum i had people following me i was reaching out to people from the apprentice which yeah. i didn't think they'd reply and they replied like within two seconds i'm like whoa what wow. have i 
what am I on to here? Mm. I, I started getting interviews with the people from The Apprentice, then the podcast came, and then I, I just stopped. I, I, I can't even, I don't even know why I stopped, but I stopped. Mm. And it's only now that I'm like, I really, I, I let myself down, to be honest, because mm. I, I had it all there. I had everything moving, I had the momentum, mm. and it, it just ended. So, yeah, it's quite a weird one, but it, again, I learned a lot from the, the process and yeah. from the failure as well. Yeah, no, that's the thing, I guess. Like, your first venture, you never know what it's going to be like, do you? And yeah. whether it succeeds or not, it's all these skills that you actually learn that you can then take onto, you know, your other ventures, which you're doing now. Yeah. Um, but um, what I'm quite interested in understanding is, um, was it just purely, at the start, a passion play? Or did you, like, think, oh, I can make a business? Out? Like, were you going in into it with the mindset of, I want to create a business or was it just purely passion? It was just purely passion. And it still is with if only they knew to this day, really. Um, it was only recently I started sort of um, selling my clothing and my gym wear, selling, selling these bad boys. Lovely. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I've got caps as well. Like I started, it was only, that was like last year, perhaps I started that. So you think I've been doing it since 2017, yeah. not, not really getting anything from it, just doing it, just purely passion. Yeah. Um, and almost in a weird way, aside from the passion, I was doing it quite selfishly to network with people that were like me, wanted to get into the business world, but were struggling right. for whatever reason. I wanted to connect with those guys, just like I would sort of want someone to reach out to me. So it's sort of a, a weird, selfish thing that I've, I've just ended up doing for half a decade. No, like 100%. Because I, and on, that's quite interesting that you say um, about, you know, wanting to network and connect with people. Um, and I know that's been vital for me and Joe when we've been building connections. You know, we've started with, you know, zero connections. And now by putting ourselves out there, you start to build a good sort of network around you that's always going to help you. So, yeah. you know, what would you say? Would you say um, networking and putting yourself out there and reaching out to like-minded people, um, especially in the entrepreneurship space, is so powerful in actually, you know, getting you to where you want to be yeah networking is definitely powerful i've got this like three-step process mm -hmm. you learn load and then level up so okay. like there's something that i sort of took on board and realized i was doing early on and it really helps so like learning is like the work experience shadowing people and sort of just tip dipping your toes into what you think you might like in like in terms of an industry or a, a job function and then you you load up by networking in that space so say for me, I wanted to do podcasting or, or mm. business, for example, whatever it may be. You pick that area and you say, right, I've I've sort of I've learned that how that industry works. I'm now going to load up in that industry. So I'm going to network with specific people and key players in that industry, test the waters, start planning, start prepping for what it is you actually want to do. And yeah. then you level up. Once you've sort of got the network, you've got the people, you've got the idea, you know how the industry works as well then you can sort of go into that leveling up stage where you actually start taking action and leveraging the network. So that's something that I've been doing recently. Yeah. Spent a lot of time sort of connecting with people and staying silent. And yeah. now I'm like, oh, by the way, guys, can you do this for me? Would you be able to share this? Would you be able to promote my journal? So sort of that three-step process. And I think Gary V has something similar. It's like jab, jab, right hook. I think it is jab, jab, left hook. Um, it's that process right. sort of give 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 and then ask for something in return once right. you've given so much value and again you can't you can't really play that off if you don't have the the network there i 
I was just going to ask you kind of kind of just about the manifestation journal. So, so obviously, kind of it's been really successful since it's set up. Um, and and if you could kind of just tell us a bit more about that, kind of where the idea came from. Um, obviously, you've also partnered with someone really big in that industry. So if you could just kind of talk us through a bit more about the manifestation journal. Yeah, so the manifestation journal, again, in a nutshell, is a guided journal, as it says on the tin. And that helps the, the user manifest their true desires whilst also improving their mental health. And the reason for that is because I obviously had really bad mental health issues back in 2017, 2018. I had a really bad depression. That mm. I went to the doctors and I was like, mate, I don't know what's going on. There was all scabs and scars over mm. my face. And I was like, I'm ill, but I don't know why. Then mm. he said, it looks like you're over overstressed and depressed. I was like, oh, okay, I didn't really think that could even be a thing. Um, and then once I knew that he gave me antibiotics to get rid of all the scabs because I looked like a complete psycho, got rid of all the scabs and scars, then started, it was almost that calling point of, okay, I need to, I need to fix myself. So I started looking at the likes of Gary Vaynerchuk, Tony Robbins, getting involved more in business and setting up if only they knew. Then I found the power of manifestation, started learning, um, different techniques and how to implement manifestation into my life. Um, and that that's literally saved my life. I'll be honest, that saved me from, from sort of not being here. Otherwise I wouldn't be here today. I, I, it makes me feel, it gave me a shiver even saying that, but it's true. I just wouldn't be here if it wasn't mm. for business and manifestation. Mm. Um, so yeah, so I sort of saved myself using those techniques. Then a few years down the line, it was 2020. I met Robert Heisey. He's the UK's mm. number one unconscious mind therapist, as he always says. Mm. Um, and he's basically a therapist that works with loads of celebs. I met him for a session because even though I beat my depression, I still had anxiety left over from it, almost like the the aftermath of it all. Like it was still there and it, it just niggling yeah. away at me. I felt weak. I felt horrible. I just didn't want to go out. Um, so I went to him. He managed to fix that with just a few sessions. We got on really well, me and Rob. And we was like, we both have the same interest, but have a similar story. Weirdly enough, both in the same area. He grew up with my mum, weirdly enough. Um, wow. and, my um, and yeah, we was like, we got the same interests. Let's make a journal in order to, to sort of package manifestation and business and just life skills all into one place and yeah, get it out into the world, which we did. And yeah, the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, no, that's, that's really good. And uh, I'm, I'm, so glad to see that it's doing successful and mm. um you know it's clearly going to be that way as well um but would you say that so you've obviously found robert as their business partner mm. um having that camaraderie and being able to um share the journey with someone else um how crucial has that been um for you well that's that has been it's almost one of them like i, I started if only they knew by myself in 2017 and up until now I still do that myself. So it's only in 2020 that I started working with someone else and having any input of bit of, of business ideas from someone else. Mm. So having that person there has been like crucial for me that like, like I sort of said earlier in the call, like that gap from 2017 to 2020, yeah. nothing really happened. Like there's a few good things, but nothing really happened for five years of, of uh, three, four, five years of running business up until now. But working with somebody else, that mm. gap from 2020 to now, mate, it's just been, it's been nuts. We launched the journal last year and within a year, I did more than I've done in my whole entire life. And it's just, mm -hmm. 
it is because I've had that other person that's on a similar wavelength to bounce off of. Yeah, and um, are you all about enjoying the journey, enjoying the process of um, yeah. building this business? Because I guess you have, you probably know the vision um, and you know where you want to be long-term with this. Um, mm -hmm. But do you, would you say that, because I've, I've spoken to a lot of other entrepreneurs and they always preach about, you know, enjoying the process yeah. um, and just enjoying all the little steps that you make um, towards that long-term goal. Um, mm -hmm. So is that something that you really sort of put in place and calculate? 100%. I, I've got this like weird thing. I almost, I enjoy the journey so much. You know, like 50 Cent says, get rich or die trying. Yeah. Like, that's yeah, yeah. Much, like my mentality. Yeah. Like I, I just like, love it so much. To be honest, as long as I'm sort of on this momentum, in a weird way, even though I, I fought so hard to, to beat my depression and, and get away from those thoughts, I almost don't care if I live or die almost. Like, you know, like when you're enjoying things so much, it's really weird. Like I don't, I, I don't actually care too much about getting to the end goal. It's more mm. about enjoying the process, which I am. I used to wake up depressed, scars all over my face, didn't want to yeah. be standing on the edge of train mm. tracks, just thinking I could just jump now. I just got nothing to live for tomorrow. Yeah. I might as well just jump and just end it all now to to now waking up and just don't really care what happens because I've, I've been the lowest i'm just loving life whatever happens a celebrity yeah. post a journal or get a piece in the press it's all just like a bonus almost so yeah I, yeah I don't actually care where it leads to almost i've got i'm 24 i've got so many years left wherever it leads to it leads to but i'd happily die tomorrow next year because i'm enjoying it so much i don't really i don't really care yeah. there's no real end goal almost it's it's quite a weird one but yeah, there's no there's no end goal really for me. So it's sort of never ending. I just as long as yeah. I'm enjoying it, I'm happy. If it ends tomorrow, it ends. I don't really care. Just enjoy enjoy every day. Yeah, no hundred percent. And although although you've beaten that depression, um, pretty much, um, do you still have those bad days where you think, oh, you're like your mind's just weighing on you. You're like, yeah, you know, contemplating stuff. Do you still get that? And if you do, like, what drives you from that? Because I'm guessing that's a really difficult situation to be in um yeah. and i've had it before where i've just woken up and thought like you know i don't i can't be asked with today um like i don't care like i'm just gonna do shit all but you know how do you cope with um your mind weighing on you sometimes when you wake up in that state of mind i think it's um i think part of what helps me is that like I said, I was so low that everything's now a bonus. So when I do have those bad days, which does happen, not as often, but when I do sort of get pulled back into that weird way of thinking, like, oh, what am I here for? What am I doing? Like, it's not going to work. The, yeah. the mm. thing that helps me bounce back is, like, one sort of taking a, that pause and saying, hold on a minute, that's not how I normally think. What's going on? Mm. Um, so I do that by doing breath work. Uh, I'm not sure yeah. if you guys have ever done that, but, like, a simple Wim Hof breath work, um i think it's about 10 minutes if that sort of 30 big breaths in and out in and out you stop hold your breath for like a minute or whatever it is and then afterwards you're like whoa like you feel like you've just come back around you're like what's going on here like you feel so out of it but that that sort of puts that dent in that thought and stops that thought in its tracks so once you do that you're like okay whoa what happened there let's put that behind me now i'm sort of level-headed again and then you're able to yeah. sort of move forward and the things i use to move forward are like i said enjoying the process what can i do today everything that happens today is a bonus so i don't really care about uh, 
anything really because it's all a bonus i'm enjoying it so much let's focus on creating something today or making something new happen today and and sort of pushing forward and and yeah just enjoying life creating things and being in the moment i guess but the main thing is putting that stop into that bad thought as soon as it's there don't let it linger and say i'll deal with you later because it's just going to grow grow and grow before you know it it's going to eat you up is it almost like a nothing to lose mentality exactly that yeah that's exactly what i'm trying to say yeah it's like everything is a bonus now i've been so low it doesn't really doesn't really matter what happens to me today i could walk out get hit by a car i'd be on the floor probably laughing thinking oh my god i can't believe this like like, nothing matters at all like my car is completely battered i just don't care like you know it's just like it feels so good to be so carefree because everything is a bonus just being waking up in the morning i'm like yes like another day um just to enjoy it create stuff and and just make the most of it really but like you said, a carefree attitude is a bit weird because you're almost like, if I'm not here tomorrow, I'm not here, whatever. It's really, is quite bizarre, but mm-hmm. it's quite good fun when, you, um, when you've when you gone that low and, and you sort of bounce off. It's quite good fun in a weird way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's been your biggest challenge so far in business? My biggest challenge? What is my biggest challenge? I think my biggest challenge is... Um, what would my biggest challenge be? You know, it's a hard one. I'm going through in my head now. I'm like, yeah. what would it be? I yeah. think one one of the things is that loneliness. And like us, us, like you've probably seen, I'm a bit odd. <laughs> I'm a bit <laughs> Just in my carefree thinking, I think like that loneliness, that like sort of not being part of the pack almost and not being able yeah. to feel your true self around people. Like I know that's... It's not you're probably expecting an answer about like finances or something like that. But for me, it's that social element that that being a, a an entrepreneur brings because you miss out on so much. Like you have to sacrifice so much. Like I don't yeah. I don't really talk to anyone apart from Rob, my business partner, all day. I don't really go out much, like as much as I should do for a 24 year old guy living in London. Um, so I think the hardest part has been that sacrifice and missing out on opportunities, uh, missing out on on real relationships with people whether that's like a girlfriend or a, just a, a friend i've got no real sort of uh no real group real group of friends that i can sort of count on it's it's, it's quite weird it's quite lonely in that sense so i think that's been the biggest challenge that being in the business world has brought about so is it like fomo of like yeah yeah, yeah. It, it, you know, it is yeah it is fomo but it's not at the same time like it it was but I think I've got so used to it now and I'm almost like thinking, well, if I do go out every Saturday and join my friends, then I wouldn't get this done. I wouldn't get yeah. this podcast done. I wouldn't have yeah. this meeting booked in. I wouldn't have this investor lined up. Like there's so many different things. I feel like it was FOMO because in, originally, and I think this is good for any young entrepreneur to hear when you get started, you will feel really odd and you feel like you're going to stand out and miss out on opportunities. But when you realize what, missing out on those social opportunities brings it's almost like a brilliant opportunity cost because you miss out on going out on a few nights out whatever but then look at what you could be creating in 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 replacement of that you could have so much more instead of going out you could go out and and book some meetings or do something really quite nerdy almost to most people but you could really make a big difference to your business and therefore your whole life if you just miss out on a few nights out and weather spoons like it's weighing it up it's true but like i i completely get that and like you always have to remind yourself of the long-term long-term vision and what you're actually doing yeah 
Um, but like, it's weird when you're in the when you're actually, you know, put in that situation. Like you're always like, oh, like, I, yeah. I kind of wish I was, you know, having yeah. having some pints with my mates. So it's quite <laughs> weird to mind yourself. But um, although, if only they knew, was a passion a passion thing. Um, I think you clearly understood the benefits of what you were doing, and you had the vision of you know creating the network to then uh, use that to level up into other ventures. Um, did you have like any support with that from friends at the time or was that just completely lonely? I think this ties into like what I said previously. It sort of shows what type of person mm. I am, I guess. Like I'm sort of <laughs> quite a lone wolf in that sense because with If Only They Knew, I had no input from anyone. Not not one person said even the smallest thing. Like no one said, oh, maybe if you change that colour to this or maybe if you post this next, like there was literally no input whatsoever. I did the logo myself. I did every, everything you see on that page was what I created, um, which it in one way, maybe why it took so long to, to get to a good position because I was doing it all myself, like mm -hmm. stupidly almost, I guess I could have sped it up a lot more if I brought someone in, but I yeah. didn't, I didn't know, I didn't know the power of that, um, that connection right between bringing in another yeah another like-minded person mm -hmm. i didn't understand that power back then um so now it's all completely me to be honest um and in a weird way i sort of the reason after like a year of doing it that way i kept it that way because i wanted to almost prove a point to myself and say like this is my project this is what it started off as my passion it's going to stay as my passion until the very end that may change and i might bring someone in to help me but I quite like the idea of having it as my little hobby almost. So you are you actually actively trying to grow that now? Or, um... Yeah, like I said, I had a few months off with If Only They Knew, yeah. pretty much like a year off, I think, in all honesty, because of the journal. Um, it was one of them. Like, I could continue building this thing that isn't bringing in much, but may bring in a lot in the future, or I can just jump straight to the journal, which was bringing in like the, the money, the connections, the network. Like That was bringing in a lot more and a lot more quickly as well. So I sort of jumped to that and now I'm sort of back. Like, okay, I've sort of spinning both plates now, I guess. Mm -hmm. Do you find it hard to juggle um, the two different hustles then? Yeah, I do actually. I, I, it, it's a lot. Um, it's hard, like one mentally trying to like say, okay, this is the phone they new brain. This is like the solo entrepreneur brain thinking and then switching over to the journal where I'm working with someone else who has like plenty of ideas and opinions on things. And you sort of have to be like, hold on a minute. I, I was like, oh, wait, yeah, I forgot. It's a, like a 50, 50 venture. Mm -hmm. And then it's like hard trying to get those things in balance, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's, it's, it's hard, but it's worth it. Well, it seems like you're very busy with it. Um, <laughs> yeah. What's quite interesting is do you actually switch off? Like, do you, do you ever just like, does your mind ever just, you know, relax and go to, do you, do you have any other hobbies or um, do you find it really difficult to sort of like stray away from business? I do find it difficult. If I'm out with, if, if I'm out with one of my very few friends that I have um, out at a restaurant, say I'll be sitting there and I'll be thinking, she'll be talking to me and I'll be thinking when I get home, I'm going to reach out to this like supplier for the journey. <laughs> And I'm going to interview this person. I'm going to reach it. Like, my brain just doesn't switch off at all times. Like, I have to force it to switch off. So sometimes, yeah. you know, like after a long day, I'll force myself to have like 30 minutes of playing FIFA, for example, and just smash out FIFA and just be like completely brain dead. Listen to like a boxing podcast or a boxing interview and just 
like have that hour half hour to like mong out almost mm. and be like, like this is what i'm doing i'm not thinking about business don't think about business and then like, i have to force myself not to think about business and then go back to it and then yeah it's sort of but i have to like forcefully put in those points to stop myself from thinking yeah. about it into it now um so ted uh what is a long-term vision for um the manifestation journal yeah i think for, for me the vision for say like if only they knew don't really have one i'm sort of enjoying it letting it sort of mm. do its thing and that's the, more of a hobby thing isn't it yeah that's it yeah the fun is almost seeing which way it could go any other month something could change a new person pops up on the podcast and podcast goes into the charts and then like you've got to deal with that or uh, it could be the clothing there's like so many elements to that i'm just sort of like yeah. whatever happens but with the manifestation journal we've got huge plans for that uh rob and i uh, we've got so much going on we've got it's annoying we can't say um we've got so much going on though um in terms of bringing people on board to help us out um in in loads of different ways whether that's a celebrity endorsement or people helping us on like a business strategic level marketing level mm. it, it's just the team's growing um not just yet but it, this time next year it will be um it'll be a completely different sort of beast i guess right. um, and then we've also got um should i say we've got an app coming out as well i can't say what the app it is, is. Um, wow. but we've, wow. we've we've got uh some form of digital app that you guys will see very soon we're working on now um which again that's been a hard hard struggle we've been working on it for months trying to perfect it getting it right putting all our money into that and and hoping that that sort of that that comes together as as well as we hoped um so we've got the app we've got people joining us we want to keep pushing forward with the journal obviously christmas is coming up so it's going to be hectic for us yeah. again yeah we we've got a few other bits as well i just almost when to say but i can't say um yeah we've got so much going on it's just we're at that stage now where we're so close to having it done we can't say until it's actually here um but this time next year even in a couple months time it's going to be it's going to be completely different it sounds so, like there's exciting plans dead yeah, yeah that's it. You, can see, you can see from my smile i'm like oh, yeah. i really want to say I'm so excited. It's, it's the people we've got involved in as well we've we've very very um we've worked i've worked with rob rob's utilized his network i've utilized my network and that network just happen, happens to have like so many celebrities and high level influencers yeah so like having them involved in any aspect of the business yeah. almost picked up again and said it but um yeah having them involved is like powerful for us it's exciting it's everything i sort of almost hoped if only they knew would be back in the day um it's sort of everything I wish for all at once. And like I said, it's only been a year since we've released the journal. So it's it's just crazy. So, yeah. I, I, I guess that's due to, you know, that obviously we talked about networking before um, and you've worked hard at building a really strong network. So I guess that's a compliment to that, isn't it? Um, yeah, and that's yeah. the reason why, you know, you've been able to have these big growth plans. And mm -hmm. it seems like it's, you know, onto a really successful thing. Um, but I've got Sorry, sorry, Ted. Were you going to say? No, no I was going to say it is as well. It's 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 not only leveraging the celebrities; it's yeah. also like leveraging the press as well, which I think yes. is quite quite a big point um, that many young entrepreneurs don't take advantage of. I don't know whether they think that it's not doable for them, mm -hmm. um, but like if you just like Google Ted Lawler, you'll see like the Sun, the Mirror, the oh, hundred percent, yeah, amazing, like, yeah, yeah. So it's like, but I was one of those guys. I was like, oh, that's not 
possible why would they be interested in me but like leveraging that leveraging whatever story you've got in some form really works well mm. um so i think anyone out there make the most of press you've got a story even if you've got to exaggerate it a little bit fluff it up whatever it may be you've got something that would interest someone out there it's just yeah. about finding them so what i'd say is just very quickly go on to linkedin connect with some journalists email your pitch after a few weeks of liking their posts and you know like buttering them up email their pitch keep it concise keep it um no waffle plenty of value write the story up yourself whatever you want it to be actually write it up have all the high quality photos put it all into a package send it to some press and i guarantee you get one one story at least you'll get something whether it's your local press or the sun you'll get something i promise we'll have to what's, do the that what's the pitch so so for me my i started off by hitting up the local press saying i'm a young local entrepreneur 24 again play on what you've got i'm 24 people love that young entrepreneur sort of play that angle so mm. play on that i've started a business it's doing mm. relatively well i'm connecting with other local celebrities in the area and so that means that the press can put local lad then they can put works with x xyz celebrity local celebrity and then does this x amount of num uh, x amount of pounds in a month say for example and you just use those little elements and sort of really fluff it up and i guarantee you'll get something whether it's the south london press the manchester gazette whatever it's going to be you're going to get something in your local paper at least yeah and how does leveraging the press actually um impact things because is it more from a personal branding perspective it it is mainly yeah um but some outlets um like really do well for for your numbers as well so for me i was like just loving i wanted the blue tick you know everyone wants a blue yes, tick and yeah, yeah. I'm working towards so i was like yeah, let's get, yeah that's it i was like let's just get loads of press let's just like i wanted to like when you google my name and you click news it comes up i was like yeah. just loving like all the ego stuff i was like this is sick and then we got into a certain outlet they posted our story and I was literally sitting at home all day and it was going, my, my, I'm on Wix, like the website Wix. Right. The journal, and the, the Wix app were just going cha-ching, 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 cha-ching. Literally, I swear to God, all day long. And I was like in tears. I was phoning Rob and like, we need to get more press because this is just unreal. <laughs> We've made it. Yeah, literally, like it was just from one. And then you get some pieces of press. Yeah. Nothing happens. It's just sort of nice for yourself. And then some press you, you're up all night watching your sales go up so it's it's just mental it honestly is but it's worth it and is that people buying the journal then yeah yeah exactly yeah people That's literally all day conversions. yeah directly from that um news outlet straight to the website straight to the the basket and yeah straight out boom done it's like wow wow, wow. Well, what, what if someone's thinking i don't have a story to tell like because i think some people <laughs> will look at your story and think you know it's quite a a roller coaster story yeah. and they haven't dealt with the things you've dealt with how do they go about leveraging the press i think there's different elements really i feel like everyone's got a story of some sort like mm. i said it may be you have to use your you have to you, like you can't sort of get anything for free i guess so you have to do some sort of work to get there but once you're at a certain point you can leverage something fluff something up so for example if we if you did what we said earlier about leveraging your network or building your network, you build that network up, say, for example, I know someone from The Apprentice, say, really easy to get hold of this person from The Apprentice. You could send them your product or or whatever it may be, get them to endorse something or do a review, whatever it may be. You can do something with that person 
which uh, a news outlet would be interested in. So even if it's not the local press, maybe it's the e-business magazine and they write mm. all about The Apprentice. So you just sort of leverage that person, that topic for that media outlet, if that makes sense. So you just mm. sort of, you make things work, you couple things up that make sense and you, um, you're relevant and sort of, um, yeah, relevant to that media platform with the mm. story. So whatever it may be, couple it up and yeah, it'll work. Is it all just positive sides of um, mm. leveraging the press and getting yourself out there? Or are there any, you know, negative um, impacts that have occurred from that? Uh, not so much negative in terms of affecting the business, but one thing I've learned from seeing my name in the press, specifically the sun, I, yes. I'm, not, I'm not sure if you'd be able to bring it up, but I'll send it to you guys afterwards. When I was in the sun on Facebook, yeah, they posted my article onto their Facebook page. Yeah. And all the people commented, three quarters of the people I'd say negative stuff really? that Audi CPT wow. is worth this much he isn't he clearly isn't earning this much money because that Audi T is worth this much and said the wrong amount it's like it wasn't oh, worth that. Petty, that was like, yeah. it was worth half of what you actually said so in it like you're bigging me up without even realizing because the car yeah. was like a few grand like I bought I didn't you know what I mean like I didn't it's just nothing makes sense but there's so yeah. many haters out there and they were just slating me in the comments and then I went to the Sun, I think it's called the Sun Money page on Facebook. They right. reposted the same article. And because these people are interested in the money page, they're focusing on the positive things rather yes. than the yeah. stories that the Sun normally put out. All those comments on that post were positive. Well done, Ted. I like, I don't know who these people are. Well done. Amazing. Such a great achievement for a young person. It's like, wow. Like you see the difference between, between the people, but... Yeah. I guess that's sort of what comes when you when you get your name out there. There'll be people in their mum's basement ready to sort of slate you at some point. So, so would you say to like Joe and I, mm -hmm. because obviously our business is uh, way behind your yours in the sense that we haven't actually got a um, we're, we're building a prototype currently, mm -hmm. so we haven't actually got anything tangible to show, um, and we're working with designers. Um, would you advise us to reach out? to the press in the position that we're in currently or would you say you know once you've got um something tangible and something to show um for then you know that's when you should reach out to them i think there's no harm in trialing the press now obviously as long as you've got like all the legal side of like being protected on that sense like yeah. you've got like yeah. trademark and whatever pro like you know what i mean you've got everything covered in that sense then nothing can really go wrong mm. but when you reach out to these people they don't say the journalist, they don't say no, they just blank you. So like you, you could hit them up today and they'll just ignore you. Hit them up again tomorrow, the day after, the day after, the day after mm -hmm. for like three months. And then on that third month, they'll say, oh, sounds really good. Now's the right time because it's yeah. all about timing with them and the different themes of the month. Right. So they'll say, oh yeah, this month is the the whatever the product's theme is, this mm -hmm. month is that, that theme. And then you get straight in. So don't be afraid to sort of pester these people. And I guess anyone really like they, if they don't, if they're not interested, they'll either say no or ignore you. Then when they're interested, you get exactly what you want. So it's like you just have to get past that fear. And something I did get past that fear of being a pest, because at the end of the day, no one really cares. Probably no one will even remember that you even pestered them to begin with. So it's sort of yeah. it's a win. Are you a big advocate of stepping out your comfort zone? Yeah, yeah. One 100%. The amount of things that I've done, I'm like, I'm so glad I did that after like panicking about it the whole yeah. time. Like even small things like calling people 
um that are friends of friends to come onto my podcast like a, a few was it last last year i think it was i called someone to be on my podcast i was like um hello um, <laughs> this person so they said you, you, you might want to come on the podcast and they're like uh yeah mate that's fine send me the calendar link i'm like oh thank god like it felt like big <laughs> yeah. too. like even small things like that that's yeah. how doing i feel now yeah yeah that's it <laughs> trust me once you actually do it you'll be like oh my god like no one actually cares really it's just like yeah whatever so like once you do it a couple of times you yeah. just get used to it. um so i think that's with anything yeah just 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 do it and what's the worst that can happen no 100 percent. Mm. yeah and you've got to take all the opportunities out there and uh Exactly. I'm I'm a big I'm a big uh, advocate myself of taking action and like even if you don't understand something like I'm 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 I wouldn't say I'm a like born entrepreneur but I'm giving it a go and you know I'm learning so much on the way and I wouldn't I, I wouldn't regret anything about you know what I've done or you know whether it's successful or not it's just taking that action and yeah. grabbing all the opportunities. Um, but yeah. well, that is an, that is another point. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. That's another point. Like, I am not a born entrepreneur. I wouldn't. I don't even like calling myself an entrepreneur. It's only because it's sort of it's a nice, easy label to sort of understand. It's a nice label. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But like, I'm not. I'm no good, mate. I'm rubbish. I'm not good at maths. I'm not good at detail. The amount of detail I miss out on is just like unbelievable. If you <laughs> sent me a presentation, there'll be things like in the wrong place. I'll like just miss it completely. But what I am good at is like the creative side of things and the connecting with people, networking and like making the most of real life, tangible, like people, I guess, um, mm. and relationships. Like that's, they're the things I'm good at. So it's about understanding what you're, you're good at and what you're not good at and sort of trying to avoid the bad things as much as possible and make the most of the things you are good at really. So, so would you say you're very self-aware then? In that, yeah that i think i think it's something i put a lot of time into i only recently i haven't been diagnosed but i know for a fact that i've got adhd um, mm. and again that was something i wasn't self-aware before i was like i feel dumb I'm, like, I'm so stupid like i don't know what i'm doing I'm, I'm missing out on these the details i'm like missing deadlines i'm so disorganized like i mm. couldn't remember people's names after they just told me i was like i'm just i'm stupid that's what i thought so i had to become self-aware and do some research and figure out why i am the way i am really um, yeah. and it's once you start sort of looking for those answers it all makes so much more sense and once it makes sense, then you're then able to sort of put um, procedures in place to sort of cater for the way you are. So yeah. for me, for example, I'm disorganized. So if you said to me, Ted, can you do this for me, please, mate? I have to write it down straight away. Otherwise, I forget. But mm. again, I wouldn't know that if I wasn't sort of taking the steps to figure out who I truly am, what I'm good at, what I'm not not good at. Yeah. And um, on the self-aware point, um, obviously a business partner do you, do you both understand, you know, what you're good at this, so I'll let you do this. And then, you know, he might be better at something else and you're like, all right, you crack on with that. Um, would yeah. you say you have that relationship with him? And how, how important is it to have that relationship with your co-founder? Oh, mate, it's so important to have that relationship with your co-founder where you both understand how you like to be communicated with, how you like to be treated and how you like to actually sort of take action. Some mm -hmm. people prefer to not speak on the phone at all and work during the night yeah. by themselves, get on with the work and then present it to you in the morning. Whereas some people, the opposite, they want, they want to be sitting next to you whilst they're working just for that sort of, um, that connection, I guess. Um, but there's a thing that Robert taught me, obviously my co-founder, he mm. taught me about the Myers-Briggs, um, personality yeah. indicator. I'm not sure if you guys have heard of it. I've heard um, of it. Yeah. Oh, you have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's sort of, 
again that's sort of when i started picking up on i probably have adhd because it's like a common sort of symptom based on the the code you get like you put in your assets and you put in your um personality type sort of traits and stuff and mm. then you get given a code which means you're a certain group of person so i'm right. an INFJ. so basically without going into it like i'm an introvert um i like a bit of planning but not too much and i'm big pictured so i miss out on details so like all these different codes mean certain things in the way that you interact with people um, and the way people should interact with you so i feel like if everyone knew about the myers-briggs thing yeah whether you're in a workplace or you're in a business environment where you're working with, with your co-founders if people knew that then it'd make it a lot easier to get on with people yeah and, and one thing i'd say is people especially in the business world when they're getting told off or when they're getting um criticized for something the person that's criticizing you isn't actually criticizing you they're criticizing your position or your role or the work you've produced like there's so many different layers they're not actually targeting you as an individual yeah. they're targeting you as the the ceo or you as the marketing executive or whatever it may be like so just sort of understanding those layers and understanding that everyone's different and, and likes to be communicated with differently interact with differently and just because they're not the same as you doesn't mean they're they're a twat <laughs> yeah 100 because that's weird because you don't you definitely don't come across as being introverted yeah this is one thing that i've had a lot and it's one thing that i had to research i was like i don't think this this um personality type was right i don't like i sort of did understand i was introverted but like i was confident at the same time so it's like i don't get it but like in introvert and extrovert is just where you get your energy from so i'm yeah. introverted so after this we like after this call i'll be shattered i'll like oh, i'm done no more talking to me don't mm. talk to me. Um, <laughs> i don't want any interactions at all whereas an extrovert would love this and they'll be like right after this call i've got to call someone and i've got to speak to someone for like another hour and I, you know they want right. to keep that energy going because that's where they draw energy from right but yeah, me, i'll be knackered i'll be like i'm done so it's not so much about the confidence it's more about the energy right. energy drain and gain yeah Right, yeah, no, that's that's interesting because I I wouldn't have I wouldn't ever have thought about it in that perspective before, um, yeah. and it, I guess it makes me question whether I'm actually introverted because I have similar things to you where I'm just like I, w I want to shut off essentially. Like yeah. if I'm doing something, I'm speaking a lot. I'm like the last thing I want to do is then go and speak to another person. Yeah, that's um, it. so yeah, no, I completely understand that. Um, what would you tell um your younger self? Um, is there anything that you would change? I think one thing that I, I would tell myself again, like I said earlier, I don't really like the idea of changing much in terms of, I wish this didn't happen to me or I wish this, I wish that. But one of the things I would tell my younger self is just get started earlier. Yeah. And again, don't be afraid to be a pest, get in people's faces, get the opportunities you need whilst you've got the time. Um, Cause like I said, with, if only they knew I had that platform building, had the momentum and then I let it slide. Cause I started, I started having that self doubt, imposter syndrome and a load of other factors that just stopped me. So one thing I'd say to my younger self is just don't be afraid, man. Just get out there, do everything whilst you can. Nothing bad is going to happen. Um, and yeah, just really, I would have wanted to speed up the process a little bit, but apart from that, um, I'm sort of happy with how it's panned out. Yeah, no. Mm. And, uh, yeah, we wish you all the best success for the um, future with it all. Um, just to finish on, um, we, we love advice. You know, what would you say is your number one piece of advice that you would tell any aspiring entrepreneur out there? I think it's having that self-awareness. Like, like we, mm. we've, there's like been a theme here, like having that self-awareness within yourself, understanding who you are, 
understanding yeah. how other people can be um understanding how to interact with those people um like for example people don't keep you around for nothing i've worked with rob we started getting getting close on a personal level aside from the therapy because yeah. i was helping him out with a few bits with his business before we got into in business together so it's like having that connection and knowing that people you need to give people something in order to sort of have them keep you around like people you're not going to be kept around if you're completely useless or if you're a drain yeah. so be a game not a drain um and yeah that's that's it really just understand the social side of business i think that's one of the things i'm most interested in um and most sort of um proactive in finding out more about so understand the social side and i think you'll be all right with everything else well um i think that's a great place to end the podcast on and uh ted dark really appreciate you hopping on um it's been great to learn about you yeah thanks ted and uh you know, it's safe to say that you've definitely been through a uh, roller coaster with it, and um, you're on the up now, and that's the uh, trajectory that you're going to continue to go on. So, yeah, best of luck with all your ventures and um, all that sort of stuff. We really hope it goes well. Um, so, yeah, is there anything you'd like to add or you know plug in the hmm. description that we can you know put on the YouTube and stuff? Yeah, if you don't mind, if whoever's listening to this, just follow me on Instagram at Ted Lawler. Um, again, not really because I want to sell you something or push something on you. I just want to understand more about the people in my space, connect with people, and yeah, just sort of be a real life sort of person, I guess, in this crazy world. Yeah, no, no that's great. And um, can people get reached out to you and uh, you know connect with you and uh, you know talk to you about business and stuff? Yeah, talk to me about business, mental health, the amount of people, especially recently, the amount of entrepreneurs that are popping up to me talking about their mental health. Had one one person the other day is like literally crying on the phone um, talking about the struggles they're having. So I'm, a, I'm an open book. Feel free to reach out. Tell me whatever you need to tell me. Um, and yeah, ask me whatever you need to ask me. Let's just let's just create, I think, in the business world, especially young entrepreneur world. Let's just create create a nice, healthy space for us all to yeah. interact. That, learn about earn off each other exactly that community where mm. everything just sort of feels natural mm. and, and sort of welcoming i think that's the that's the one thing we can do together no lovely stuff thanks um, so much Ted. yeah thank, thank you very, you much, very much. much we hope you've you know enjoyed it and uh, we wish you the best of luck definitely thank you very much guys cheers